Good morning and welcome back to Simply Conversing. This is Alex and today we will talk about being confronted with having to make hard decisions. And we're going to focus on having mental clarity or specifically how lack of mental clarity can make us take the wrong turns or even worse, lead us to a standstill. So we'll try to understand how we can counteract brain fog and if possible, prevent it. Denise, the guest today, is going to help us address these questions. Uh, she's incredibly charming, and she's no stranger when it comes to making difficult decisions. Throughout her life, Denise has changed schools. She's had to move to different countries. She's originally from Germany, and she's lived in multiple continents. She's had to learn how to live with, and at times deal with, very different uh, people with very different backgrounds. She's had a very interesting journey uh, from when she graduated high school, one which arguably led her down a different career path compared to many of the students that she graduated high school with. And she'll provide her perspective on what drove her and still drives her today and how she approaches the overwhelming nature that is decision making. Denise, thanks for being here. Hi, Ale. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hopefully that introduction um, was clear. Hopefully I didn't get anything wrong. No, you got everything right and you were perfectly kissing ass. So that was, <laughs> didn't expect any less. So that was perfect. Well, that done. is that is key to having a guest be comfortable. Yeah. Um, Jokes aside, Denise, mm -hmm. uh, I do think you've had a very interesting journey since uh, coming back from the United States, starting high school in Italy, where the two of us met and yes. now being in Germany uh, studying. So can you, just for context, can you give us a very brief overview of the different chapters of your life? Yeah, sure. Um, I was born in Germany and I was raised there till I was 11. Mm -hmm. Then my family and I moved to the U.S., to Charlotte, North Carolina. We stayed there for about six and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, then we moved to Padova, to Italy, yeah. where we stayed. I stayed like two years. And then I went um, off to Germany and I moved to Berlin, where I've been for the past six, seven years, I think. Yeah, I think it's around seven years. Yep. <laughs> Time does go by fast. I know. All this movement, it's a lot of it. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that uh, might have done more, but I don't think it ever gets easy. Did it ever get easier, As I guess, I guess as you grew older or as, as you got used to moving around? Um, I don't know if it necessarily got easier in that sense. It's just something that you kind of get used to. Mm -hmm. um, it was absolutely terrifying the first time when we moved to the u.s because it was such a huge move and i spoke i think one word of english because i mean <laughs> i was 11 like yeah. <laughs> um so it was absolutely terrifying but when we moved to italy it was also very scary but i guess i kind of knew how to approach people a bit better and mm -hmm. um to kind of you know talk to people and like it's it's scary and it's super difficult and everything but it really builds your character in the sense that you know how to meet people and how to introduce yourself and not be super afraid in that sense so doesn't get really doesn't really get easier you just get used to it and know how to deal with it yeah 
Yeah. So I guess the consequences of it are more manageable. Yeah. Um, do, do you think that, I guess, when you were younger, it was somewhat easier because you were not the one making the decisions? It was your parents. You were mainly just tagging along as opposed to now that you're also in charge of deciding for yourself. Or I guess that decision-making process never really factored into managing the situation and moving around. Um, I guess, well, it did make it easier. I mean, let's be honest, everything was easier as a kid. Like, <laughs> being Words a grown-up is kind of hard. Of what? Words of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I guess it was, yeah, it, it was easier because you didn't have to, you know, this is going to be my life. What am I going to do? Like mm -hmm. make these huge decisions that transform everything in your future. It yeah. also was nice in the fact that you had somebody to blame <laughs> that wasn't yourself. Yeah. So if, you know, you could just like manage your anger towards that, towards your parents And now yeah. if you make a decision that, you know, negatively impacts your life, you have yeah. nobody to blame except yourself. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, I completely agree. I think the two things that do make transitions like that easier. And I myself uh, did, a, you know, a fair share of moving around. Not as I was about to say, you've it. moved around more than I have. Well, <laughs> I guess I, I moved around quite a bit too, but probably in different periods of my life. I think you moved around a little bit more when you were younger. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I spent most of my time throughout school in Italy. Yes, it was in different schools and even different, I guess, language schools. But mm -hmm. um, I guess what made things slightly easier compared to the decisions that we're now making as adults was, yes, having parents to blame uh, <laughs> but it was the fact that we kind of knew that for you know 17 18 years of our lives we knew we had to, to finish high school so yeah. we were somewhat protected by the environment that we were in and uh, I guess there is some sort of decision making that takes place when you're done with middle school in order to decide what high school you want to go to mm -hmm. but that's still very manageable and compared to some of the stuff that we had to decide later on Yes. Right. I want to I wanna ask you something, um, and I'm going to push you a little bit here. Uh, don't <laughs> take ahead, it personally, Alan. though. Um, I guess depending on the background of the person that is listening to us talk right now, they might find this normal or they might find this completely uh, unusual. <laughs> But <laughs> when, when we finished high school, I guess a lot of the students that he graduated with were very committed to going to a specific university or to studying a specific uh, major at university. Mm -hmm. I think you were more on the fence and you decided to go work before going back to studying. Um, why did you do that? Go to work? Yep. I didn't work. I went to school. Did, did you not go to work for a little bit when you were a makeup artist? Or was that after? Oh, oh that's what, oh, you mean like, not, well, I, after our high school was done, I directly, I moved to Berlin and then I went to the um, makeup artist school and then yeah, I yeah. worked for one and a half years and now I'm going back to school. That's what I mean. So, Oh, sorry. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't clear because I said studying because you were studying as well, but a yeah. traditional, I guess, university. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, why did I do that? Because I thought that that was what I wanted to do with mm -hmm. my life. Yeah. That, that was 
my occupation, like my dream occupation. And so I was like, okay, I need to get out there and just, you know, express myself and live this job that I wanted to do and gain experience so I can, you know, get these amazing jobs in like the movie industry or the TV industry and just move up the ladder and also to work so I can support myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not on my parents' payroll anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and to like kind of be an adult and, you know, do stuff and get stuff done and be independent. So yeah. that was my. Um, was, that deci- was that decision hard? Did you ever, I guess, compare yourself and start doubting yourself because of what other people decided to do? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I guess the person that I've always kind of compared myself to is my brother. Yeah. Um, Because my brother stayed in the U.S. when we moved to Italy and he went to college there and he um, got a degree in international marketing and stuff like that. And he's um, working for uh, a tire company right now and he's extremely successful. Yeah. Um, And I've always kind of been like, okay, I am, you know, in my 20s, I'm still off, living off of my parents' money. Um, I'm, uh, I was working a job where I could basically support myself, but that was it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, barely. Um, and there wasn't any, like, everything was so uncertain. Mm-hmm. And I was just always like, okay, my brother has got his shit together literally and he's so good at what he does and he's so successful and he makes lots of money and stuff like that and I was just always just like when is that going to happen for me when I when can I be Mm -hmm. it was also like kind of like um are my parents as proud of me as they are of him because he has everything so figured out and I don't yet so yeah totally totally compared myself yeah and to, to a degree, I do think that it's inevitable. Uh, yeah. I, what do you think of deriving value from comparison with others? Is that something that's more, can that be beneficial or is that always self, I guess, does that harm ourselves? That's, I, I personally think that that's super harmful. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have a different opinion because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you you've always compared yourself to somebody else or no, let's not say like that, not compare yourself, but I feel like you've always looked at people and what they have as something to strive towards Mm -hmm. and like to see that as like a motivation for yourself. Yeah. So I guess if you look at it that way, sure. Because I think that's always worked for you, but comparing yourself in my opinion, and no matter what, topic it is whether it's um occupation money looks whatever is harmful i think yeah. but what what do you think uh i agree i i was gonna i i think a twofold answer is necessary so from i, I guess what i'm trying to say is if what you're looking um if what inspires you or if i guess the comparison with someone is directed towards the attitude that person has say towards reaching a goal or towards working hard or uh, towards improving uh, him or herself Mm -hmm. I think it can be beneficial 
Uh, so I do find value, for example, in surrounding yourself with people that are better. What I mean with saying are better doesn't necessarily mean they have a profession that you think is superior to your own, um, nor do I say they have more money, say, than you do. Mm-hmm. What I do think is they are people that might have more vo- motivation if you're someone that lacks motivation or, or more organized if you're someone that strives to be more organized. Right. Um, so that kind of comparison, I think, can be very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. It also depends what kind of obsession that you develop around that comparison. Um, if you aim too high, and I tend to be someone who encourages aiming high, <laughs> yep. you but you also don't approach it with rationality and don't understand that uh, it does take baby steps to get to certain places. Obviously, that can become depressing and that can um, um, work against you. Uh, I guess the other part of the answer would be comparing what you've decided to do, specifically what major to graduate in, what career path to follow, what kind of job titles to chase after with other people's. It becomes very risky Mm -hmm. and it depends, I guess, on their circumstances that allowed people to make some decisions more so than others. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and so I guess it becomes harder to generalize an answer. But I think, like you, um, when I decided to, um, I guess, major in business administration, I was kind of deriving some sense of comfort from knowing that a lot of people who I looked up to also majored in that. Yeah. Um, I started questioning whether the university I uh, applied to and got into was the right one. I started developing some sort of envy towards people that I knew uh, got into universities that maybe I didn't get into. Um, But if in hindsight, I guess, if you look at all those things, they don't really matter long term. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes. You know, you, you, I guess what you started studying when you got out of college wasn't your traditional bachelor degree, but it was something very specific, a lot more technical, uh, and it was makeup school, right? And yeah. Like, and like you mentioned, you had uh, goals of maybe joining the movie industry or mm-hmm. working in cosmetics, et cetera. Um, and I think that, I guess you're no longer in that world. No. I think you've benefited a lot from being in it. Yes, You've grown from it, but potentially, and this is, I guess, my question for you is, do you think that looking at other people, maybe questioning whether your brother was really better, questioning whether your parents weren't as proud of you, did that prevent you from going farther into that world? I think so. Yeah. Just because it made me it made me, it made me think about everything. Cause I was like, okay, what am I going to do in 10 years time? Mm-hmm. Like, where am I going to be with my life? Am I going to be able to have, I don't know, like the thing that everybody dreams of own your own house, own your own apartment, whatever, you know, Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to do that? Am I going to be able to go on vacation if I want to? Like, these are like very materialistic or trivial things, but that are like, you know, the, 
foundation of mm -hmm. being secure and comfortable in life. Yeah. Am I going to be able to have kids be, because I can, you know, financially, like, can I financially support them? Am I going to have to work around the clock just to make it by? Yeah. Um, it was just those type of things. Like, it, I, it sounds very financially orient, orientated, but that's such a big part of life, which we don't know about when we're 18 or 19 and making decisions of what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. Yeah. You know, and that just hit me when I was older and I was actually experiencing the world, knowing how everything works. Yeah. And I realized, okay, you know what? This is amazing. This is a great job, but I can't do this for the rest of my life mm -hmm. because it won't give me the security that I need. So a couple of years later, do you regret leaving that or abandoning that world? No, you don't. Okay. No, I don't. Yeah. Do you ever think you're going to go back? No, not full time. I mean, maybe someday. Um, I still do makeup on my friends and stuff like that for for fun or do their make uh, do their hair because it gives me a creative outlet because that side of me never left. I'm still creative. I still love playing and makeup and everything um or making wigs but i don't think it will be my full-time job ever again yeah so. it's it served its purpose and i Absolutely. guess whenever we decide to change the direction of our career path of or life if we want to approach it in broader terms we never really know whether the decision to change direction I guess, will take us farther or whether we should have endured uh, hardship by sticking with that first decision uh, mm -hmm. for longer. Um, it, it's very hard to say because imagine this. Hmm. And imagine deciding to leave school or to quit your full-time job, which is providing that safety net, which uh, everyone to different extents strives for. Yeah. Imagine starting a podcast like this one, okay? Or imagine uh, working on some sort of side gig. And for a couple of weeks, you work on that. You don't really get the validation that you're looking for. For a couple of months, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually, you decide to uh, go back to your previous life. Mm -hmm. What if pushing a few more weeks? Because at, at the end of the day, oftentimes, it's just a matter of timing. Right. Uh, you could have gone viral. You could have found the right client. And that would have opened up a world of opportunities that you obviously never really exposed yourself to because you decided to, I'm not going to use the word give up because I don't think it's appropriate, but you decided to, I guess, turn your back on. Mm -hmm. it, it's very hard, but it is something that kind of haunts anyone that decides to change things around. Yes, but... I feel like this phrase, what if, is so toxic yep. in any part of life, whether it's your career, whether it's a relationship, whether it's school, what if, it's just, that literally can drive you nuts. Yeah. So, of course, like, you could have pushed on a couple more weeks and you could have gone viral in that sense, but what if you hadn't? What if you'd worked your ass off for five years, barely getting by, 
probably, you know, the relationships in your life were um, negatively affected because you had to work so much. Like, I feel like everybody needs to draw or know their own, like, draw their own line. Like, okay, this is my like breaking point i can't do it anymore and i just need to go back and i don't think there's anything wrong with that because everybody just you know needs to do what they're comfortable with and this what if is just so stupid i mean i know everybody does it and i've done it many a times in Mm -hmm. my life but it's just so detrimental to your mental health i uh, i i agree with you i uh 100 agree with you um I guess being younger does help in the sense that it prolongs probably where that line um, is. Mm. It prolongs, but I guess it buys you more time. Yes. Being younger buys you more time. Yeah. And uh, obviously there are situations where you need to get started and need to become, I guess, financially stable or need to achieve some things sooner because of, maybe didn't grow up in, uh, um, I guess, in a wealthy family or not not a wealthy family, but I guess things didn't come as easily. Yes. Um, You were more comfortable. That's the the term I was looking for. Um, But it definitely is important. And that's also why so many older people say, make sure to take those risks when you're younger, because as soon as you start picking up more responsibility, it becomes hard to... I guess, devote your time and your efforts to something that doesn't provide any safety whatsoever. Uh, Absolutely. And I guess the final variable to consider is everyone is more or less risk averse. Some are going to be great, more, uh, I guess, greater risk takers. Others are going to be uh, more comfortable um, uh, sticking with what they know. Having said this, we are young, um, and I guess we've now we've now graduated. But changing careers is much much easier than someone who's fifty. Uh, so we are confronted with another issue, which is what I want your opinion on, Denise. Which is, I guess, the focus of today's episode, and that is having so many courses of action. So I guess being in a position to make so many decisions that you don't end up making a single one. So there are all sorts of psychology terms to indicate the phenomenon, but what it boils down to is brain fog, lack of clarity, being overwhelmed by the decisions that can be made. Mm-hmm. Having said this, have you ever found yourself stuck because you just couldn't really pick what to do? Yes, multiple times. And every person that says that they haven't been in that dis- in that situation is lying <laughs> through their teeth. Yeah. Because, I mean, life is difficult. We have to make a lot of decisions. And I think just, you know, the biggest one or the first one that we have is being in high school and then trying to make the decision of what college we're going to go to Mm -hmm. or what apprenticeship or internship or whatever the heck you decide to do with your life and I was certainly in a brain fog at that point because I had no idea what to do and I mean (laughs) I had you guys around me I mean 
you were probably the one exception that was like, yes, I know exactly what I want to do. Like, this is this, this, and this. But I feel like most of us were kind of like, okay, maybe a couple of our friends already also knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. But plus I had the, um, I was older than you guys. Mm -hmm. So I should have technically had my shit figured out before (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely a point where I was like, I have no idea. I don't know which way to go, what to do. And I need to make a decision soon. Um, and also, again, when I did this second career change, when I first, you know, the mm-hmm. thoughts crept up on me and I was like, okay, yeah, but what am I going to do now? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I think there has to be there is some sort of distinction between not knowing, I guess, what to do in the sense that you don't know long term who you want to be. Mm. And that obviously is an issue of itself, but it pushes more uncertainty towards the steps that you can take on in the short term to get to that unknown. Uh, then there's also that person that and I think I find myself in the second bucket that I have an idea and that's pretty clear of who I want to be and mm-hmm. what kind of job responsibilities I want to have. Uh, I don't have the journey to get there spelled out. Yeah. But that, I think that still is uh, a little, I guess a little bit easier to figure out um, what I think. The reason I think that so much, so many doubts come from not knowing what to do when you have so many things that you can do mm-hmm. uh, stems from, not understanding that if you do make a decision, you can always go back. If you do take a wrong turn, there almost always there's not going to be anyone or anything that's going to force you to keep going down that way. Um, and society, I guess, is our biggest, um, I guess, the biggest force that works against us in the sense that once you start med school, or once to start business school, or once mm-hmm. to start engineering, you feel compelled to continue. And you also feel compelled the moment you're done with that degree, doing something that is that requires that degree. Yep. And I guess that's where it, it is somewhat true in some professions, uh, but it doesn't have to be the case for everything. No. Um, Denise, have you ever found yourself in this situation where, and I guess your journey kind of testifies for it, but you've spent a lot of time studying something and then you, you, you figure out that what your ambition is or what your mm-hmm. new goal is didn't require any experience in that field that you chased after. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm like, uh, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, how did you think? How did how did you think? How did you feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? Yeah, I th- I felt the way that everybody is afraid of what you were just describing before beforehand, like that failure. Yeah, like I just wasted three years of my life learning this, um, putting my energy, putting other people's energy into this and mm-hmm. now i'm basically throwing this away to do something completely different which is going to make me happy yeah but i still felt like i let people down and i think that's also the reason why people 
are afraid to take risks mm -hmm. um, because yeah. you're going to you you're going to feel like you ultimately let everybody down, which you didn't. Yeah. But it's so scary. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. And obviously, there to an extent, yes, you threw away um, some precious time, but at the same time, sure. making those mistakes allowed you to become who you are. Yeah. Not only that, but there's a lot of qualities, especially tied to your attitude towards problems, your personality mm -hmm. that can come from you uh, being a makeup artist, just like much, just like a surgeon um, working on someone's heart. Yeah. Like, oftentimes, yes, the technical skills associated to the two professions are different, but um, a lot of other things, whether it's the interpersonal qualities or whether it's the the so-called soft skills um, are pretty much transferable one to the other. Yes. Um, and I think that's one of the things that people that decide to completely change their life around should focus on. Um, let me give you an example. I graduated in the United States in business administration. I got a master's degree in business administration. It was a little more specific, but that's pretty much the, the area. Mm-hmm. What I'm now doing is working, yes, in consulting, uh, in consultancy, but I'm working at a tech company in a very technical job, okay, which is on paper a lot more indicated for someone that studied computer engineering, engineering, computer science, those kind of fields. Mm -hmm. So part of me is saying, hold on. So I have all this knowledge of finance, marketing, HR, et cetera, that I developed by having, by spending a lot of my time, a lot of my effort, and a lot of my father's money in universities, mm -hmm. when I could have easily performed just as well in my current job with a completely different skill set derived from a completely different, I guess, chapter of my life. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of brings up some doubts. Let me take it a step further. Let's imagine that tomorrow I decide to leave my company and then decide to become a full-time podcaster. And by the way, what we're doing now is for fun and because we love <laughs> having these kind of conversations. Yeah. Uh, but imagine doing that. Yeah. Obviously, knowing that there is a possibility, there's tons of people that make millions doing podcasts, okay? And they're way better off and way happier than other people that have decided to go for a more, I guess, let's call them traditional routes. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being confronted with having to tell your parents that you're doing something that's completely unrelated to what you studied, completely uh, independent of all the money, all the resources invested in you? Okay. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be a problem, potentially. But damn, that conversation in your head never goes well. In your head. <laughs> nope. That was one scary one to have. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily like that. No. Um, and I, I can guarantee that depending obviously on your temper, on your parents' temperament, but most of the times they have faith that the decision you've made is the right one, especially if you've proven to them in the past that, um, you know, you act with rationality whilst still following your heart. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah. But is there, 
I mean, you were just describing that you were kind of like having doubts as well. But is there something in your life where you were seriously questioning how in what direction like you took your life or like was there something you very regretted or because I've never I don't think I've ever asked you that question yeah. but is there something uh, like that? not regret but I I have a few doubts that I live with on the mm -hmm. daily basis um let me make it very superficial but very clear okay so I graduated a year before every other Italian that was born in 1995. And that's because I went, uh, obviously I'm not the only guy, but it's a small, it's a minority that's in this situation. And that's because I attended a high school, which only lasted four years in a country where the, where high schools last five. Right. Okay. So if, if I want to derive my value from comparing myself to others, I'm winning. Right. I went to, I then went to the United States I went to a school in Malibu, just north of Los Angeles, probably one of the best places you could live in. Yep. Imagine studying there where you don't have responsibilities besides just doing exams well. Okay. Mm -hmm. What did I do, decide to do? And it was a long-lived dream of mine to go to the U.S. I mean, you know it more so than anyone else. I've yep. always really, really, really deeply loved the U.S. Um, <laughs> I'm actually thinking like how much of that played into dating a girl uh, in Italy who was half American, but uh... <laughs> um, well, we're just, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's just a parenthesis that I'm going to close there. But the subs as soon as I graduated, what did I decide to do? Mm -hmm. Go back to Italy. And I got a master's degree in Italy, the country that in a way I escaped from. Mm-hmm. I loved Milan with all my heart. That's where I lived and studied up until uh, eight months ago. What do I decide to do after graduating from Milan, a place that I lived and where my girlfriend and my family was? I come to the United Kingdom. And for the past eight months, I've been struggling with what, the weather. Mm -hmm. I guess now I'm also in lockdown, but that's a different thing. For, <laughs> the weather has been nice <laughs> for the past couple of weeks. But, um, so I decided to come to a country not knowing whether I was going to like it or not, because obviously there's a difference between visiting a country and living in one. Uh, yes. Oh and you, you know that. Um, yes. Left my girlfriend behind, left my father behind, or I guess my family, mm -hmm. left Malibu and Milan behind, which fill my heart way more than London does, even though it's a beautiful city. Mm -hmm. And yes, I am doing something that I'm enjoying. Could I be doing something that I enjoyed a lot more in Malibu or in Milan, likely, but I don't know. And that's the one thing that it doesn't keep me up at night, thankfully, because I'm a pretty hard sleeper. Um, <laughs> grandpa, potentially. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, that's a question that haunts me every single day. And I think that's so interesting because, I mean, we've talked about this before, but mm -hmm. this is something that's so unusual for you. Mm -hmm. Because you're probably one of the most positive people I've ever met in my entire life. Which can be sometimes quite exhausting. You're kissing ass now, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, it can be fucking exhausting. It can be exhausting, yeah. You, you compensate it very rapidly. <laughs> but I remember when we had this conversation and it was just like, like, 
it was just so crazy to see you like that and to actually sound, you know, kind of yeah. sad and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but I think that at the end of the day, this would be like a perfect example that you're having or you were ha having a hard time, mm -hmm. but this is making you grow so much in your personality and everything and you you're learning so much more about yourself and everything through this experiences experience and then it might have been like the wrong direction to take yeah. but at the end of the day it's going to be a great experience just from yeah. what you've learned about yourself so it's yeah. going to come full circle again yeah i uh, i think so i hope so i thank you for the kind words but i think one of <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the things that helps me uh, in the midst of these questions that I have for myself mm -hmm. is that I'm conscious that delaying action, so not taking a decision because I don't know, I'm not sure about the results of that decision mm -hmm. um, um, is, is really helping out because the perfect circumstances where you're going to have all the information that you need to make the best decision aren't don't really exist. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. And so the way that I'm approaching changing countries, uh, I guess, getting involved with different activities, changing jobs and schools, etc., is by keeping as many doors open as possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, that allows me to make decisions and get something out of those decisions. Whether it's the best decision doesn't really matter because I'm always benefiting from moving forward. Um, and I think that goes back to the whole idea of mental clarity, brain fog. It's even if you have those doubts, still being able to move forward or even backward, just moving. Yeah. <laughs> just moving is much better than staying stuck yeah because um, you know what could have happened and it, uh, it, it could have happened for you as well so imagine in my case graduating in the u.s not really knowing where to apply because i didn't know i didn't know if i wanted to apply to companies in the u.s because i might have wanted to go back to europe mm -hmm. i didn't know whether i wanted to focus my time and getting ready to go to school in europe when in reality i wanted to stay in the u.s if i didn't take any action you know what would have happened? I would have been deported because my visa <laughs> would have expired. Okay. That obviously, I guess there's a legality aspect in it, but I mean, that, that, that's the case. But it's the same thing here in Italy. Once I started, once I graduated, I didn't know whether from my master's, I didn't know whether I wanted to stay in Milan or come to the UK. Mm -hmm. But had I not done anything because of those doubts, I would have spent many nights up not able to sleep i would have not applied uh to as many companies i would have probably ended up i guess back with my dad nothing wrong with that but back with my dad because i would have felt guilty of staying in a city without you know not as a student anymore without working because i didn't know where i wanted to work and i would have been worse off than going into a company that i didn't like Obviously, you know, there's some selection that goes in place. It's not like, a, you know, the first company that pops up, I just join. Um, and, but going to a company that wasn't going to be my long-term 
I guess the environment I was going to stay in long term, because I was still going to benefit from being in that company. Mm-hmm. And that could have helped me understand whether it wanted to, I guess, stick in the same industry, uh, try out a different country, so on and so forth. Yep. yep. It's always better to keep moving than to stay still. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Denise. In yes. a previous episode um, of this podcast, I talk about, I guess, the role of motivation combined mm-hmm. with action. So that episode focused on motivation. We're now focusing on action. Yeah. So why would someone with great motivation, sorry, first part covered, that also wants and is ready to make a move, still be held back? Is there anything new compared to what we've talked so about so far that would make that happen or not happen? I think it's honestly just fear. Mm-hmm. Fear. That is, I think, somebody who's really motivated, who, mm-hmm. who has all the you know, energy and everything. The only thing I could right now, I mean, there could possibly be like a gazillion other circumstances and stuff happening, but... I think fear is such a big thing in our lives mm-hmm. that is making us hesitant in any other fear of rejection, fear of whatever. Um, I think that would be a huge part. What about regret with respect to having fear? Is that something that should be avoided or could that be a reminder to not have or to not be fearful? And I guess having fear is different from being fearful. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see it. It's, it's all in how, you're, how you perceive it and how you put it into perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're somebody that's like, you know, I've had regret in the past. I'm not going to, I'm so motivated. I'm going to go out and do it because I don't want to regret this again. Mm-hmm. Or if you're somebody that's like, oh God, what if I go do it and then I regret it for doing it? I think it just depends on how the person is Mm. and what kind of outlook on life they are and their personality wise. And I mean, just, I mean, just you and I, we, we handle situations very differently. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, everybody has their own perspective and how they see things and stuff so what what kind of advice do you have for those people that don't want to commit to anything because they're fearful of the consequences my advice would be that this might sound cheesy (laughs) we like cheesy but i feel like especially in today's climate right now we really honestly only have one life Mm -hmm. and it can be over so incredibly quick yeah. And it doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter if you make mistakes because making mistakes is part of being a person, part of being a human. And you can meet or you can learn so many amazing things from that. And you can meet so many amazing people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're old and gray sitting somewhere, and then you might think, like, oh man, I wish, not say what if. But I wish I'd done that. 
I wish I'd done that. And, or you could say, I'm so glad I did that. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but I experienced so many amazing things. And then it led me to another path that was the exact right thing for me. So I think just doing what, if it's something you really want to do, just go ahead and do it. Cause you know, yeah, I beautifully said, I, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Denise. And uh, I think the only thing I would add is if you're in a position to really make mistakes without having to deal with any consequences whatsoever. Yeah. If you can ask that extra question in class, like, don't worry, no one's going to laugh at you. No one's going to criticize whether that's a smart or stupid question. And yes, there are stupid questions, (laughs) but no one is going to remember. Yep. No one is going to remember. That's going to help you build more confidence in yourself in that specific case. But the same kind of example applies to all sorts of areas. Always use your brain, but more importantly, follow your heart. Yeah. Denise, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Ale. And thank you to everyone else for your attention. See you on the next episode of Simply Conversing.